This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, on this morning's show, because of the overflow number of calls and emails and texts I received regarding last week's show, I want to come back to the, the issue of why so many of our game officials, refs, and umps are not only deserting the ranks, but that so few new officials are coming on board. By all accounts, the number one reason, the number one reason for this exodus is that out-of-control parents are allowed to pretty much yell and scream whatever they want at the refs, much of it profane, X-rated, either because the parents feel they're entitled to do that or because they sense that they're not going to be held accountable for their verbally abusive comments or actions. Now, this is such a huge and urgent issue that I, I want to keep this conversation going again this Sunday morning. And, of course, you know the number. It's one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We're looking for solutions on this issue because it is critically important to our kids playing high school sports and other sports as well in the modified JV and, of course, travel and club. Now, again, last week we talked about various solutions For example, how important it is to employ zero-tolerance policies at the games, how parents need to attend perhaps a mandatory meeting at the beginning of each season, and that refs and officials, they're the ones who should be running these meetings. The schools need to not only have security guards at the games, but that they need to be, these guards need to be quick on their feet to immediately quell any parental outburst. There is also talk about making the coaches responsible for the actions of the parents in attendance. Intriguing idea to be sure, but again, as pointed out, it might not be fair to the coaches to have that extra responsibility placed on their shoulders. And of course, the overriding issue is that we shouldn't even be having this conversation in the first place. I mean, that is, you know, why is it that an adult parent, an adult parent doesn't know enough to keep their mouth shut at a kid's game. Now, to my way of thinking, if you can't keep your comments to yourself, and either you just don't come to the game, or you understand if you are rejected from the game for your verbal abuse, then you're going to be banned for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I, I just don't think that's an unfair or inhumane approach. You have to be respectful. Sure, you can be disappointed and, and upset, perhaps, if a call doesn't go your team's way, but you don't. that doesn't allow you, that doesn't give you the right to scream and abuse the, 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 the refs and the officials, the umpires, just because a call didn't go your way. Now, again, let's bear in mind 
that the folks who officiate our kids' games at the high school level, they have to first undergo numerous training sessions in which they learn the precise rules of the game. They have to learn how to work the game with their colleagues. They know have to, they have to be there on time for the games, and they know they have to try and avoid the taunts and catcalls that come from the stands. And, they, and, of course, they do all this for a relatively modest amount of money. The pay is modest. one 337 Let's talk about this some more. Let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Gary over in, in Colts Next, uh, New Jersey. Gary, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. So, you too, Gary. Quick question. Quick question. What do you have to be most thankful for? What do I most thankful for, Gary? Yes. I could, I could spend the next hour okay. on this show with some more hours listing what I'm thankful for in my life. <laughs> I, what about I yourself? You, but, uh, no, family. You know, family. Of course. That's all I could say. Forget about me. I love you. That's what that stands for. So, right. Anyway, um, getting back to the parenting thing. You know, I think, you know, as we get older, you know, mid-years, um, I don't know, the parents are just getting crazier and crazier. I just think they just need to be penalized to the point where, you know, when they start making gestures and all kinds of things, they obviously they're going to have to be removed, and they can't come back. But the problem is with these kids is they, they teach them failure. You know, their parents, they get them in the car. They don't want to hear, the kids don't want to hear the car ride home. You know, and I see it getting progressively worse over at least the last 15 years. It's getting worse and worse. And that's not just the way I grew up. So I just, you know, I feel really bad because it's a terrible thing. And let these kids just play the game, you know. Gary, I, I couldn't agree more. And thank you for the call this morning. And, and you alluded to the fact that, that yes, uh, we raised a generation of kids who, uh, unfortunately, are exposed to uh, the PGA, the, the post-game analysis, and the car ride back from the games. That's, unfortunately, an extension of parents who obviously want so much for their kids to succeed. It's all, unfortunately, with good intentions. But, of course, we all know that that's not the way it goes down. The kids are told to go out and have fun, enjoy themselves. But the reality is they're basically in a situation where they think they're being given a report card after every game they play in. And, again, that's all part and parcel of parents losing perspective on all this. Uh, and, again, it's a situation that has to be resolved. Gary mentioned, and I agree with this, we have to take some very serious steps, some very serious action on this. I think that's the next uh, situation. We're going to have to really lay down the law with parents. Understand, you can certainly cheer. And you can root for your kid to do well and your kid's team to do well. You can even applaud the, the nice plays made by a kid on the other team. But you have to understand when it comes to the officials and the refs, the umpires, this is all about respect. You've got to understand exactly what they're doing uh, and understand that the games don't exist unless they are there. Again, we understand ups and downs. There are good calls and bad calls in every sporting event. But you have to be in a situation where you respect what they bring to the uh, to the table. Uh, okay, let me, let me take a time out here. Uh, we're talking, of course, about these issues that are such a part and parcel of, of, of our games and our kids and how much we love them. Uh, and we're taking your calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Again, we have a lot of ground to cover this morning. Uh, we're picking up from last week. I also want to talk uh, very quickly and send out congratulations. 
to the New Rochelle High School football team, which won the uh, New York State uh, Championship last night, knocking off McQuaid, Jesuit 28 nothing. And most of you know the headlines. They did this without their head coach, Lou DiRenzo. So it's a uh, kudos to the New Rochelle High School football team. All right, let me take a time out. Mike Renee is here with your update. When I return, I'll go right to your calls. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports yeah. After One. This is Rick Wolf. I'm your host. We're talking, of course, about this issue that uh, the umpires, refs, and officials are leaving in droves, and it's all because uh, the parents are so obnoxious at the games. In fact, let me let me um, let me share with you a story that came to me this past week from Patrick English, who, who serves as the rules interpreter for the New York State. Association of Certified Football Officials, and Patrick is a a longtime listener to the show, and I think you'll you'll see as I did that this story uh, perfectly illustrates the typical problem that football refs have to deal with on a on a regular basis. Now, this focuses on a kid being ejected from a key high school football game because when the player made an important first down uh, during the course of the game, he, he sprang to his feet and passionately gestured a first down signal. Now, we've all seen NFL players do that, but at the high school level, the rules regarding unsportsmanlike conduct are much more restrictive. In short, a player is not supposed to do that. It's against the rules. So, with that backdrop, listen to the story. This note is not from a sports parent. Rather, it's from the kid's high school football coach, who presumably should know the rules of the game of the the coaches. Quote, I am writing to express my absolute disgust on the way the sectional game was officiated. The official who issued the unsportsmanlike flag should never officiate another high school game. He might have single-handedly ended a young man's high school football career, something this young man has worked for since he was nine years old, all for a first down signal. I spoke with this official after the game, and he specifically told me that this young man taunted the opponent's sideline and was pointing at the other team. Well, this young man did nothing of the sort. He made a big first down and acted passionately, but nothing to the extent of unsportsmanlike flag and an ejection from the game. I sent you two video clips, one of a first down sign and nothing more, and the other of the ejection. As coaches, we expect the refs to be impartial and fair, and this official was neither. He should be fired, exclamation point, and end of quotes. Okay, but as this ref points out, under National Federation High School Football Rules, a player cannot give an emphatic first down signal, which is exactly what this player did, and the coach acknowledges that. During the game, this same player previously had received an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for cursing at the official, and thus he was disqualified for having two unsportsmanlike calls for the rest of the game. Now, coach, it's certainly okay to stick up for your player, but you first need to know the rules of the game, especially when it comes to unsportsmanlike conduct. And that's exactly the problem we face these days. And I salute Patrick English for, for sending this note to me because it's, it's exactly right on point. If our coaches don't know the rules, how can we expect the parents to know the rules and to behave appropriately? And by the way, I want to point out, uh, I have to say that the coach who, who made this email on behalf of his player and who was wrong did, in fact, come back and apologize uh, to, to the, the officials association because he began to he realize he did not know the rules and subsequently did, in fact, say, well, I guess I was out of line and apologize. So we'll give some, give some credit to that football coach. But again, you got to know the rule book. 
you got to know the rule book. And parents, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for you to learn the rules of the sport that your kid plays, whether it's football, lacrosse, field hockey, ice hockey, soccer. Learn the rules before you start popping off at, at the referees. Okay, let's get back to our calls. one 337 Let's go out to Malvern on Long Island. Hey, Sonny, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Sonny. Good. Uh, as a former youth football coach of eight years, I have a few experiences i like to share. Um, first of all, it's not all parents. Obviously, with any issue, it's always, you know, the few that ruin it for many. Yep. So I just want to po- point that out. I- I've enjoyed my I've enjoyed my coaching career. I've had some great experiences with parents. I became best friends with parents uh, through, you know, coaching. I'm still, you know, in contact today with, you know, uh, a lot of the parents who I've coached their sons, and, and I've loved watching their, uh, their sons actually grow up, and I, I've seen them now in high school as seniors uh, play for various different high schools as my son, you know, is graduating from um, high school, and he's, he played for his high school team, so let me put that out there. Mm-hmm. But there are a few that ruin it for many. Obviously, there's a... Uh, a paper, a code of conduct that each parent has to sign at each level. That 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 paper means nothing. Um, I've had to remove parents from actually practices for screaming at their own kids and making their own kids cry. Um, at games, obviously, I've had to remove parents for you know yelling at referees and even yelling at my coaching staff. Unfortunately, during the incident, it's tough to take action. What you have to do is after the incident, after the game, you have to go to your board, whether it's a youth level or high school level, and then the board has to review it, and then they got to get in touch with the individual, the parent, and, you know, tell them the rules and tell them they are removed from, you know, future games, how many games they want, whatever they want to remove them from, and obviously tell them that conduct is not going to be tolerated anymore. Um, but you're right. They're, tell, they're setting a terrible example for their for their own um, children, and it makes it uncomfortable for not only for the, the people around them, but for the coaching staff and for the players themselves. So unless there's some more of an educational tool that these parents, you know, can go to and understand that it's really embarrassing their own children, um, I don't know if this is ever going to be fixed. And you can't really rely on. You know, a lot of these games have security, you know, at a high school level have security at them. But the security are teachers. And teachers feel very uncomfortable going up to a parent and telling them, you know, removing them from the game or telling them to keep quiet. So it has to really come to the individual, the parent themselves, to realize that it's, you know, not, you know, acceptable behavior. And it's making an embarrassment for everybody around them. And, you know, and it's unfortunate they are adults and they are role models for their own children. They are representing you know, their children's school or if it's the youth level, their organization. And, um, you know, it's up to them, really. Um, like I said, it's uncomfortable for whoever's at the, you know, the game to, to remove them because now it creates a well, big scene. So Sonny, I think the I, best scenario is to, you know, address it after the incident, unfortunately. Well, Sonny, I, I agree with a lot of the points you make, obviously. First of all, uh, uh, and you're right, and I do want to clarify, this is not about all parents. Uh, the, the good news is that, over the years, the vast majority of parents are now getting this, but there's always, unfortunately, a hardcore number. It could be, I don't know, 10, 15 percent of the parents who think somehow they're entitled, that they know the, they know the game better than everybody else, that they know more than the referees, or maybe they feel that this is their chance for their kid to shine. Whatever it is, there's always at every game a certain hardcore number of parents who are going to make their presence known and make it embarrassing and squeamish everybody else. Number two... Uh, yes, I agree with you. Having the parents sign a contract at the beginning of the year in preseason doesn't have any 
clout. We really need to have some teeth in this uh, during the course of a game. If a parent is out of control, uh, the referees obviously are empowered to stop the game with zero tolerance and to dismiss that parent. I don't think it's a good idea, as you mentioned about, you know, we know this, that a lot of the, uh, the uh, security is provided by teachers at the school who feel, again, in an awkward way that they have to be the, uh, the enforcers. I really think that we're at a point now, particularly for football or hockey, soccer, you bring in some local police and let them do the job of being the bad guys. If some parent is out of control, they let the police take them away. And I have to tell you, Sonny, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a sort of a situation where a parent is being escorted by a policeman uh, away from the field. Cause that's right, but unfortunately, the police, you know how many high school games or youth football games there are all across America? That's, well, you know, that's not feasible. It's not possible. I'm I mean, just, you can make a call to the police and have them respond, yes. No, 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 no. You can't, you know, and I understand what you're saying. Obviously, there are, there are so many venues for this, but particularly at the high school level, uh, youth sports are a little different, you know, as you say, at, 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 at the uh, Pop Warner or other stuff. But, you know, at the high school level, for sure, that's where you might basically uh, you know bring in the police to say look we think there might be a potential situation for uh, really abusive behavior uh, but it has to be done in such a way that the rest of the parents know that uh oh uh, that guy's being uh, taken out of the ballpark I don't want that to happen to me and I don't want to be banished for the rest of the year for this kind of behavior uh, it, it's it's uh, unfortunately and, and you obviously you've lived this so you know exactly what I'm talking about this is a real concern it has to be addressed and it has to be addressed now Sonny thank you for your points let me get some other callers and I appreciate uh, your Thanks. point of view on this uh, but yeah that's exactly what we're talking about let's move on let's go to uh, let's go to Hopewell Junction Jimmy good morning you're on the fan hi Rick how are you good how are you good so the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, with this conversation is um, it's, I feel that it's, it's incumbent on the coach to make sure that these incidents don't happen. I know that I'm a high school coach and I'm a travel coach, and I have meetings with my parents you know, before the, um, the season starts, and it's made, you know, it's made very clear what will be accepted and what won't, especially talking to back to umpires or, or creating any conflict with an umpire. Yeah. Um, but, Jimmy, does that put – I mean, I know what you're saying, and a lot of us feel that's a, that's a real uh, a rational approach to put it on the coaches. But, I mean, when you're coaching a game and you're trying to concentrate on the strategy and making sure your players are getting the job done and getting the signs right and so on and so forth, is it fair to you as a coach to say, oh, and by the way, you also take care of the parents who are out of control? Is that, is that really well, fair to the coaches? Well, i got to be honest with you. To, to be honest, I've been coaching for over 15 years. I've had very, very few problems. Very, very few. Okay, that's good. Um, one, one of the things that, that I explain to the parents is, number one, whatever you know, organization or my school, that name is written across my chest on my uniform, and mm -hmm. it's also on my players. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I make very clear is that, number one, I don't like being embarrassed. Don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass the organization. Don't embarrass your kids. Mm -hmm. Act like human beings. It's a game. Mistakes are going to be made. And I can go into a million stories. Uh, just this past summer, there was an incident where a young umpire was um, umpiring the bases. He made, a, he made a call. It was the wrong call. Came out of the dugout. We had a little conference, and I looked at the young umpire, and I said to him, did we learn something today? And he said, yes, we did. And I said, okay, then it's, it's all worth it. I went back in the dugout. It's the end of the story. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, the fact is, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jimmy, the, 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 the coaches and the refs, the umps, whatever, yeah, you, you might see a, a, a disappointing call and there's some a brief burst of emotion, but the coaches are professional, professionally well-trained to know that's part of the game, uh, and, and they're not the concern. It's, it's the parents. Uh, and, Jimmy, I, I, I hear you. I, I Maybe that is but a I, solution to put the poachers in charge of the parents, but, again, how, how do you do that? How do you, how, how do you I believe, run the team and also I, keep the parents uh, on, in line as well? Right, but I believe in, in that instance, I'm setting the example for my parents. My parents saw the way I handled it. They knew the call was bad. Yeah. They saw that I didn't get upset. They handled it well. And as a matter of fact, in that one instance, after the game, I literally went over to the parents and I said, look, this is what happened. The kid made a mistake. No big deal. He learned something. He'll be a better umpire for it. Let's move on. That's the end of the story. Well, that's a, that's obviously, Jimmy, uh, that's an enlightened way to handle this, um, uh, and I, I, I'm glad it has worked for you. And maybe that is a possible solution where the parents, uh, you know, basically are taking their cues from the coaches, and the coaches are saying, look, I'm the coach. I'm not happy with that call either, but I'm not going to be abusive about this. Uh, we just move on. Bad calls do happen. They're, ba- they're, they're part of the game, and everybody who plays sports has to understand that. Um, I, you know, but I, I just think that we're, we're in a world now where, unfortunately, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, but, again, we're looking for possible solutions, and everything is on the table this morning because I do think we have to give this some serious, serious consideration. All right, let me, let me take a time out again. We're talking about what we can do to stop the migration of officials and refs and umpires from our kids' games. It's become an epidemic uh, of, of monumental concern here because we just read headlines all over the country that the refs are leaving and they're not being replaced. And without the refs and the umps, it's no longer an official game. It's just basically a scrimmage. one 337 Let's take an update with Mark Renee. When I return, we'll continue our conversation. Stay with me. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Back here on the Sports Edge, and again, this is the second week uh, we're talking about what we can do to stop the, the bleeding when it comes to the exodus of, uh, of high school refs and officials and umpires, not just in high school, but pretty much all amateur sports. we got to do something because I keep reading headlines from all over the country where this is a real, real concern, and invariably they point to the fact that it's, it's due to the verbal abuse and sometimes physical abuse from, from obnoxious parents who obviously go to the games, either feel they have a sense of entitlement to say and yell whatever they want, or they feel that uh, somehow the refs or officials are making calls that are somehow getting in the way of their kids' progress, perhaps towards a college scholarship. Whatever the, the, the bizarre reasons the parents have, clearly they're not acting like grown-ups. They're not acting like adults. And, and I, as you all have heard me say many times, I think that a zero tolerance definitely needs to be in place. If you can't behave at your kid's game, you basically are sacrificing the privilege of watching your youngster play, and you are banned for the rest of the season. Now, I do think it would be helpful if there was some way to have some of the uh, the refs or umps uh, make some personal appearances at some of the, 
the team's preseason meetings. That way the moms and dads can see the refs are actually real people with real feelings, and they're well-schooled in the rules of the, of the sport, which many times the parents are not. Uh, the refs can even offer some, some insights on how they deliberate on tough calls and, and tell, explain to parents some of the unusual or intricate rules that the moms and dads may not even be aware of. Uh, I do think we have to sort of humanize the situation because I think parents just feel they can, as I say, they don't see these referees as, as, as human beings. They just see them as basically extensions of the game, and that's just not fair. Uh, the other thing I would suggest as well, that we want to try to find more refs, Maybe the time has come to, to reach out to perhaps uh, college students uh, who want to earn some extra cash by, by working youth league or perhaps JV games to start, uh, especially for those college students who are, who are thinking of becoming teachers or pursuing careers in education. might be a nice way to get them indoctrinated into the, the world of, of high school sports as, as a referee or as an official. Uh, I have more thoughts as well. I'm sure you do as well. By the way, always go to my, my website and you can post your comments thoughts there what there is at uh, askcoachwolf.com uh, secrets of sports psychology revealed my, my book makes for a wonderful gift for any young athlete who wants to know about the mental preparation to their sport and uh, also i'll be uh, this uh, this coming wednesday night over at uh, the Fairlawn community center in Fairlawn, new jersey uh, jack smithland is going to be doing a major sports parenting presentation it starts at 7 p.m i'll be signing copies of my book there as well and on that note let's go to the aforementioned jack smithland who is on the phone jack good morning you're on the fan hey rick how are you how you doing jack thanks I'm doing great. I'm up in Boston visiting uh, my new grandson, and um, we're we're having a ball. But, you know, it, it, it's funny because, you know, you and I have talked about this, and, you know, in all my years, in my all my years of coaching, over 40 years and five different decades, yep. the funny thing yep. about it is every problem that I've ever had in coaching has been initiated by a parent. And the funny thing about that is, is that there has to be, just like coaches when they misbehave, just like a student or a child at home or even an athlete, when they misbehave, they're punished. The problem is is that these parents are not being punished. There's no consequences because, like your, one of your last callers said, you know, it's the same guys and the same people all the time. Well, I did a little research. Just like any person in the United States, you can sue anybody for anything. Mm-hmm. You could also file for a restraining order, all right? And what we think, what I think we need to do, and I had talked about one of my friends in, in town who is of authority. I said, is it possible for a school system or a rec program or even a team to file a restraining order against a fan? And they said, of course it is, all right? So in my theory, in my crazy world of of sports, I thought about this. What we should do is at the beginning of each season, especially the high school seasons, is to have work with the mayor in town, okay, or even the police department, all right, and understand and let the parents know that, listen, they're there to watch their kids. They're there to watch the teams that their kids are playing for and root for those teams, okay? And one of the problems is that that's so, those same parents who cause all these problems are probably the same way at home and the same way in their workplace. So it's, it's going to be a tough thing to fix. You're not going to fix them, but you need to reprimand them. So you can give them a warning, and if they get removed from a game, okay, and, 
the second time that it happens, I'm saying no second chance, but you, you got to be a little bit lenient with some of the parents who have never done it before. You file your town or your school files a, restra- a restraining order against that person. Now that person's no longer allowed to watch their child. Right. And if they right. do, they're breaking the law. Okay? So therefore, you know what? Parents might do that one thing that I've told all my students and all my athletes to think before you speak and to think before you act. And there's the problem. The same people acting up every week don't think. They don't think about what their consequences are because they know there aren't any consequences. Well, Jack, so we got to start hitting them hard. That's I, all. I, Let's all right, and and as always, my, my my thanks for your thoughts, and I'll see you Wednesday night over in Fairlawn, Jack. You're more than welcome, Rick. Yeah, safe travels, and 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 let's just focus for a second on Jack's perspective, and I do think he's uh, you know nailed this right on the head, and that is we have to make parents accountable. If you don't have you don't get a free pass to go to a kid's game and yell and scream and 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 uh, abuse. The refs or the umps you can't do that, and and we've talked about right now. The only sort of solution is to basically have them leave, to be escorted out of the building or out of past the field, whatever it might be, uh, and then maybe they're banned for the rest of the season. But is that the only way to do this? Now, a temporary restraining order. You know, once you get involved with the legal aspects of this, now you're going to have a situation where you know parents are going to say, okay, well, fine, I'll call my lawyer and we'll get a real lawsuit going. But I'm not sure that's what we want to do here. My sense is we really want to find a way to find a solution that parents are really educated to understand that, yeah, there will be repercussions if you don't behave. You have to behave like a full-grown adult. one Let's continue with our friend Mike out in, uh, in East Rockway. Mike, you had a lot of kids who played sports. What do you think yeah, about Rick. what you would do here? Very interesting, Rick. I, I'm... I'm picking up your signal. I'm in Myrtle Beach a month. I'll be here a couple more months. And uh, <laughs> okay. I'm glad I got through because, uh, uh, you know, I got a, a thousand stories. And some people, <laughs> you know, they can go off in 15 minutes. Rick, uh, yes, my daughter's 29 now. She teaches, played some fast pitch softball. Son's 24, a couple of sports in high school, wide receiver in college. Mm-hmm. I played some college ball. I could write a book. I told friends, Rick, I should write a book on the parents you see at ball fields. Um, you know, umpires and reps, their interference, they're leaving because they're getting too much static. It's getting worse as the years go by. And especially, uh, Rick, on uh, one of your many shows, uh, travel ball. Travel ball is fine, but it's a cash cow for some of these travel teams. And they give a song and a dance. But some towns, Rick, do need to uh, institute a zero-tolerance policy. Um, there was an instance last year, uh, someone flew, uh, rented a plane and there was a banner, I think in, uh, upper Westchester County or something. Oh, at Briarcliff uh, High School. Yes. <laughs> but but that was not about the refs. It was firing the coach, but right. yeah, I mean, it's just, it, that, that was an extreme example of parents, uh, being out of control. I, you know, Mike, it's, it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, we all see the same thing and, and it is a real, real concern. I, I just don't know how we're going to correct it. Uh, but, at least if we were talking about it, if nothing else, we're exactly. trying to get people to be aware of this. And again, we know, Mike, that it's, it's only a small percentage of the parents yep. who aren't paying attention. But brother, they got to they got to be they got to be addressed. <laughs> they got to be talked to and understand this is not the way it's going to be. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Rick, uh, you know, uh, uh, coaches should know the rules in certain scenarios that develop. So should parents. Yeah, I, I even called it, Rick, 
I call it frustrated ball player complex on some of them, living vicariously. Well, know. yeah, but, that's that's certainly part of it. And Mike, as always, Mike, my, my thank you for checking in this morning. And and you know, it is a part, of course, of parents who want so badly for their youngsters to succeed and and to be stars, but. That being understood, we all want that for our kids, but not all of us decide that we're going to basically uh, physically uh, or verbally abuse the referees, the umpires, to make that happen. That just doesn't fly. It doesn't make any sense, and it's quite frankly, it's wrong. It's simple as that. All right, let me take a pause. When I return uh, after the update, we'll continue our conversation. Stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. Uh, again, I just want to congratulate the, uh, the New Rochelle High School football team. They are the New York State champs. Uh, they defeated uh, McQuay Jesuit of Rochester last night in the Carrier Dome by a score of 28-0. Uh, they did this without their head coach, uh, Coach D, who has been sidelined with, uh, obviously, uh, mysterious reasons uh, that, that the school board will not talk about. Uh, but, again, tremendous. A tremendous job by the kids at New Rochelle High School winning uh, their third uh, state championship in school history. That's very, very impressive. Uh, so kudos to them. Obviously, we'll all be interested to know what happened behind the scenes. Uh, hopefully, that'll be revealed in the next few weeks regarding Coach D. Uh, we're talking about what we can do about parents who are obnoxious at games. Let's go right back to our callers. Uh, let's go to Glenn in Wappingers Falls. Hey, Glenn, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning. <clears throat> I just like to say that you know I was a official baseball and basketball in section one. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have I'm dating myself, but quickly I did have the pleasure of seeing your dad speak to one of our meetings at the Travelers Rest years ago. But to get to my point, mm-hmm. um, if a parent is that unruly, if they they are really for whatever reason, whether they be they're intoxicated or just crazy, you can call timeout, and I've done this. We'll call the coaches over. Say, Coach, listen, go talk to that parent. Get them under control or her or them. Mm-hmm. And if they, they don't, then I'm going to forfeit the game. Now, I mm-hmm. understand the ramifications of that. It's unfair to the kids and whatever. But, like, you know, the previous callers have been all saying they need to – the parents need to know that they can't act like that. Correct. Period. So that's a good way, and that's a vehicle for the referee or the official to handle that kind of a situation. Glenn, have you ever done that? I mean, in your in your career, I have. I've ha- I haven't forfeited a game, but I've called the you know the coaches over, and I've had. I've, I, in one instance, I did have a parent removed from the gym at a basketball game. Sure, but I've never stopped the game. Well, but I, Glenn, that is sort of like the the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, uh, decision. And I hear you saying, and I do think that's a smart way of doing this with the referees. And I do want that. Look, the refs, the officials, the umps, they do, they are in charge of the game once the game begins, and they are empowered to do exactly that uh, to to stop the game, uh, either reject the parent or bring the coaches together and say, look, we're going to forfeit this game and stop it right here. And if this doesn't, we go back to a sense of civility. Uh, I, I do think that's something where uh, parents are going to be wondering in the stands what's going on, why is the official stopping the game, what is he discussing with the coaches from both teams, and let the coaches go and say to the, the parent in the stands, look, you're going to have to stop or either just shut up and leave uh, or whatever, otherwise they're going to forfeit this game. And I think that's, it, it sounds like a, a maximum kind of, of punishment, but basically because of the, the unruliness of one parent. But, Glenn, as you said, that's that's where we are these days, and I think that's, that's something worth definitely considering, you know? All right. Well, great show. Thank you. 
Thank you, Glenn. And I I do think that that's something, uh, again, we talked maybe about the coaches being responsible for the parents in the stands. Uh, That's tough to do. If you're a coach, you're focused on the kids and the team and the game, whatever. But maybe there's an assistant coach uh, sitting next to you on the sidelines, you know, whose job is to basically make sure the parents stay under control. But Glenn's point is a good one. Let's empower the referees to have the ability, and, and it's going to take some courage. It's going to take some guts for refs and officials to say, you know what, I think the time has come. We're going to have to basically just stop the game. I'm going to talk to the uh, the coaches and say this cannot continue because it's just not fair to the officiating team, and we want this to stop right now. Coaches, either you get the parents under control, uh, and, and, and you can talk to them, coaches, but we're not going to continue the game until this comes to an end. And I think that's something that's pretty – reasonable. I think it's rational. I think it's something that's going to have a major, major impact on all the people at the game and attendance to say, I guess I better watch what I say from this point on. Otherwise, they're going to basically not just uh, eject me from the game, they're going to forfeit the game. And how is that going to play out with my son or daughter uh, later on at home when they say, Dad, Mom, why did you do that? I mean, forfeit this game? I mean, you know, let's put it back on the parents. And as we've said all along in this hour and the last hour as well, we're going to have to basically, you know, make the parents accountable, hold them to, to, to basically to be civil at our kids' games. If there's no repercussions, if there's no sense of they're going to be held accountable, then why would they ever stop their behavior? They're just going to say, well, you know what? I'm entitled to do this, uh, and, and, you know, it's my kid. Uh, the refs are, are basically interfering with my kid's progress to make the, the all this team or that team or get a college scholarship. It, it's just wrong, and I think that's where we are at this point. We're going to have to really zero in uh, collectively, all of us, all the athletic directors, all the school boards, all the coaches and say, we got to stop and we got to protect our officials and refs. Because I said before many times, if we don't do this, if we don't basically get in a situation where we basically protect the, the, the sanctity of the people who go out and work our kids' games, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. The games become scrimmages because, again, the numbers are staggering. And it's time for, as I said, for parents to be held accountable for their actions. And I think that Glenn's suggestion is a really good one. Get the parents to really adhere to what they need to behave by at our kids' games. Okay, that's going to do it. For me in this edition of the Sports Edge, my thanks this morning to Brian Rascona. JJ is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.